0: What is it called when you uh, when you study like mythological beasts or animals that might not exist? Cryptozoology. There we go. Ramen beast. Dun- Wait, dun- what?
1: Dun-
0: I missed the connection. There. We've seen the Patterson tapes. He's like just stalking through Shibuya, in a, <laughs> as a blurry person with some nice ass sneakers on. <laughs> like, holy shit! Is that the ramen beast? I saw him. Oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, you know what I mean. There we go. I was taking it there. Wouldn't it be dope if, like, Aliens existed, and it was actually Bigfoot, and Bigfoot was actually a Wookiee? It wouldn't be dope? The look that late just gave me was like, all right, man, you're taking this shit too fucking far. Bring, in, bring funny. in the episode. Not funny. Okay, damn it. Anyways, Mega Late Show, episode number 83, the number one hip-hop and dope culture podcast in Tokyo. Uh, Lots of dope hip-hop, lots of dope stuff, lots of dope culture. Every Friday we release an episode, and today we are here with number 83. Hello, Late. Wow.
2: Yo, still working on that Owen Wilson impersonation.
0: Yeah, we'll put that on at the break. Remind me. But... But uh, I feel like we don't introduce ourselves as much anymore.
2: We used to be like, I'm mega and I'm, I'm late. Super not into talking yeah. about myself.
0: Okay. Are okay. Not even saying <laughs> your name, like you introduce nah. yourself. People introduce themselves to you and you're just like, yes, thank even, you.
2: Even uh, if you go check out a recently released episode of Rump Raw Urban Mobile podcast by our brothers Tokyo Cliff and Chocolate Buddha, Shout where we them. were interviewed, even then I was kind of like, oh man, I really don't want to. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll answer some questions. Let me
0: tell you about stuff. See, I'm the opposite. I will introduce myself and late, and then tell you about both of us. But, yeah, it's us again, and uh, thanks for listening to our episode last week, which was a re-release with the legendary DJ Neil Armstrong. Yeah,
2: because we recorded, like, five hours hours. of content with our guy. So we dropped that Jay-Z tale bonus for that ass
0: like an hour and a half of us talking about him touring Just with Jay-Z. Yeah. yeah, good shit. So check that out in the week of the episode the week before with Meso and Kai Gen, two super dope uh, independent hip hop artists out here. Go check out that uh, Truth Attic album. And speaking of picking up stuff while listening to our podcast, make sure you go check out our sponsors, Robadope Records out of Philadelphia. They are a music, clothing and culture uh, distributor with several notable dope ass artists. Such as Mark DeClivelo, who seems to be the only artist we ever tell you about when we talk about Ropadope Records. We're going to have an official Ropadope Records commercial drop soon. I just got to email our guy Fabian over there, but check out Ropadope Records for some truly tremendously dope genre uh, pushing and defining music, as well as our guy over at EasterlyArt.com, uh, DJRX78. And I think like that's all of our sponsors for today. Yeah, Fair enough. Fair enough. And eat a sandwich at Harry's Sandwich Shop, Harajuku. Always, always. Often. Often as possible. And rest in peace to Ross G. But yeah, episode 83 The fucking Ramen Beast. I should have had a dun dun dun. Boom. Let's get an applause drop. Let's get it. Yo, so I'm just going to call you Ramen Beast instead of using your government name because I Uh, feel like the superhero joint is much just nicer for our aesthetic. All good. Okay, so fucking people are like, the Ramen Beast, what does that even mean? Do you not know who the Ramen Beast is? Um, Let me see. Uh, The first time I met you uh, and found out that you you were doing this Ramen Beast thing, I heard that you were developing an app, which was kind of like a Yelp slash Google Maps for ramen. And in you telling me that, you were saying that you would try all these bowls of ramen, rate them. And looking at your Instagram, which consistently is just absolutely delectable looking dishes of ramen, it seems as though you only eat ramen. How is your life right now? How's your blood life, pressure? Life is
3: very good. Yeah. I think my sodium intake is maybe a bit high, but uh, I spaced it out. Like, you know, I I was just overseas. I think I ate two ramen shops in two weeks. So okay. there's times when, like, I go days and I don't eat ramen at all. But then See, again, there's days when, like, you know, in, like, three or four days, I'll maybe crush, like, 15, 16, 17 shit. shops. Jesus. So. One
0: time I ate, like, five bowls of ramen within, like, three days, and I had, like, the worst heartburn ever. I really thought I was going to die. True story. So I-, I appreciate you doing God's work and really putting it down for ramen, man. Can you – um? Can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and a little bit about who you are?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, my name is Abram. I grew up in San Francisco Bay Area. And yeah, I ended up like randomly studying Japanese at the University of Arizona. And through that, ended up studying in Japan for a summer program. Thought like Japan is super dope. Maybe I'll live here for like one year. And now here we are almost 16 years later. That's oh. how they get you. So, yeah, I that mean, is how a, they get you. It's a long story. I can mean yeah. I could. That's the, that's the thirty second version. But, well, we'll
0: uh, get. We'll, we'll, I'd like to get more into like exactly you know how how uh, you got interested in ramen and stuff like that. Let's start. Let's start at the beginning. Like, I don't know, growing up in San Francisco. Did you eat Cup of Noodle Ramens quite a bit? Like, where did the love for ramen come from?
3: You know, like a lot of American kids, my first, you know, experience with ramen was instant ramen, you know, 25 cents at Safeway, five for a dollar. Yeah. So. Were
0: you a a Maruchan or a Nissan guy?
3: I I actually wasn't like, I didn't have like a brand that I stayed loyal to because I was all about customizing. You know, Mm. I would add like the veggies, add the egg. You know, so you got to put an egg in it. Yeah. And and at the time when I was in high school, college, you know, I wasn't like tripping, like trying to like drive like across town to find that one instant ramen brand that was better. Right. I wasn't that hardcore. It was more like a means to an end. And I loved Asian food growing up in the Bay Area, super cultural place, Right. lots of ethnic cuisine. So I just loved Asian food, Loved noodles. Oh all good and that was like uh that was like the the my first experience and what i thought was ramen and i think to a lot of people in the world when you say ramen that's what ramen is to them it's yeah. instant ramen
0: that's what i grew up on man like you know my mom is um she's she's filipino and, but we always had ramen in the house and maruchan and nissan were like the two brands were like at the albertsons or the safeway or food Lion or whatever and so i was a maruchan guy i just liked it better but okay, that's a that's yeah. a really self. I will candy.
3: say <laughs> that once I found Sapporo Ichiban, I instantly that became my number one because that was like the premium Japanese brand that you could only find at the Asian supermarket and it was a little bit more expensive. Oh, so once gosh. I got a little bit older. That if i saw that i went for it right. but i wasn't too picky uh, i was, treat yourself i was you more about mean? customizing at home okay. yeah so
1: yeah
0: i mean i we all grew up on it i think you ate ramen as a kid yeah like no nah. oh man you guys must have been like like upper middle class
2: <laughs> well that was no. like one of the first things i learned how to cook <laughs> well i, I was yeah. really picky when i was a uh, kid i didn't eat a, a, a lot of stuff when I was younger, when I got to university, uh, I don't know, man. I had a like a, a campus meal plan, and they had like, you know, a cafeteria, a Subway, and Quiznos. I would usually eat that shit, and then go off of campus for. Like fast food and oh, and they had a fucking Domino's right near my university, and the 555 was just popping off at that time. Oh, I remember that.
0: I'm nostalgic for that cardboard chicken. I never
2: really ate ramen until I got to Japan. Oh shit!
0: I mean, I've been ramen was like it was like hot dogs and ramens were like the first things that I could prepare for myself, being a little latchkey kid. So you went to you went to university and you decided to study. Japanese, like yep. why did you grow up on like Vampire Hunter D anime or
3: something? N- nah, um, I can't even explain it. I usually say to people the influences for me as far as moving to Japan were the the ethnic food scene in the Bay Area and Wu Tang Clan. Mm. So I was like obsessed with Wu Tang when I grew up. The yep. Shit was another world to me, and I fell in love. I was like hardcore. I had like the decal. The, the window tint, like the self-do-it-your-home like window tint, right. I cut it out into the, simp, the, the hey, Wu-Tang back, and hey, I had you're the type decal of human, on the back of my Honda Accord in high school. You so, are a type of guy. Yeah, so as you know, Wu-Tang heavily influenced by Asian culture. You know, mm-hmm. Ch- you know Shaolin Kung Fu is more Chinese-based, right. but that like kind of opened the door as far as Asia being this exotic, faraway land. With amaz- amazing, unique cultures, mm-hmm. delicious food, and I studied Spanish in high school, so I kind of had a, a, a base. Went, going to university, I was like, done with Spanish. Japanese just seemed interesting, and that's like how it started, just as an elective. Thought it was cool, took another class, took another class, and, and then all boom, all of a sudden, like of a sudden like, it was East Asian Studies was my major. So Oh shit. Yeah.
0: And then you end up, uh, what year do you end up out here?
3: so i i had a study abroad program it was the summer of t- 2002 when the world cup was going on in japan and korea uh, okay okay so came out and i was in uh Hidatsuka, kanagawa prefecture okay. about an hour south of tokyo right and i had real ramen for the first time and my mind fucking exploded <laughs> You're what, like, what Yo. kind of ramen was it was yeah. miso ramen at just a regular shop like not famous or anything But you know, the universe that I knew up to that point shattered and I suddenly realized (laughs) that there was a new universe that I hadn't known existed. Mm. And I went to this one shop in two weeks, like almost every day, loved it, loved everything about it. And then after that, Japanese friends took me to another shop and my second ramen experience going from miso ramen to tonkotsu ramen with like you know little droplets of pork back fat Mm -hmm. suspended in the soup it was another it was another world you know know, (laughs) so i just i kind of like like, (laughs) no but like
0: i see the passion on your (laughs) face we can go deeper yes (laughs) yes I,
3: i mean ramen's an amazing thing it it's there's so much that goes into it yet it's one dish it's fast food it's cheap as a as a foreigner in japan not maybe understanding the language 100 percent, not being able to read the menus you just go in and press the button on the machine mm-hmm. and it's everywhere right so as like a 22 year old fresh out of college having like just come to japan not really knowing what's up it's like the perfect thing to get lost into yeah so i just got lost
0: I um, you know, when I first came to Japan, I was in Okinawa and when I was out there I preferred like Okinawa soba, soki soba more, uh, for whatever reason, but it was because I wasn't finding like the really dope ramen spots. It wasn't until I came to Japan that I was like, how are there so many variations of this single type of ramen? And when I first came out here, we would look up that like the like the champ the top 20 champion ramens of the year or whatever, and my wife and I would bounce around Jap- uh, Tokyo and try to try to get those. And for you, how many bowls of ramen do you think that you eat a year?
3: Well, let's see, in 2018, I had 295 shops, different ramen shops.
0: And that could be multiple bowls of ramen at each shop.
3: Exactly, I still counted as one. And like sometimes I'll go to maybe restaurants that like serve ramen, but it's not really ramen. Mm. It's just noodle soup that they're calling ramen or it's something else like pho or like you know i won't count that so if we if we're talking like bowls and noodle soup it's a lot higher but this year you know i'm going for 300 that's that's i'd like to break 300 which i've never done but i started keeping track in 2012 and i averaged between 200 and 300 different ramen shops every year since then
0: But because you're 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 not doing this just as a person that wants to like, you know, engorge themselves with a bowl of ramen. You go and you have several bites of it, taste it, check the nuances of it and make your notes. You're not downing like a full
3: bowl, are you? Yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) I I think, well, there's a misconception that a lot of people feel you have to drink all the soup or you're offending the chef. Not true at all in Japan. More. I almost never do that. Yeah more important than anything is to finish the noodles and the toppings and you know yeah some people only like the soup and Mm. just want to drink the soup and leave the noodles and toppings Mm. and that's okay it's it's okay but in japan yeah people are gonna look at you like what What, the fuck is this guy doing Yeah. (laughs) yeah okay so ramen soup is it's generally understood that ramen soup is fatty and salty and there's certain styles where it's okay to drink it all, but there are a lot of styles where you're kind of insane if you yeah. drink all that soup. So when I'd say I'll, you know, I've crushed like four ramen shops in an afternoon, I'm not drinking 100% of the soup right. at each one of those shops. I am eating all the noodles and all the toppings and drinking probably like half the soup or, you know, some of it, but mm. yeah. Don't 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 kill yourself drinking all this yeah. soup. That's the message. Okay,
0: man, yep. that is that is so uh, tremendously intriguing. So you had you you had these experiences where you found like this this cheap meal that was delicious and just fucking good. When did your when did uh, the ramen beef stuff actually start happening? Where you decided to make a concerted effort to show that you're eating ramen i heard that there was you had like a blog back in the day my homie um, d dallinger a uh, shout out to him uh, uh mls prime member uh, of the show uh he told me that before he came to japan he used to read a blog that you had that was about sneakers and also about ramen can you tell us a little yeah, bit about dude, that's that that's
3: so crazy because i forget that i even did that and every once in a while i'll meet someone and they'll be like i used to follow your blog and i'm like holy shit I basically just, you know, when blogging got cool, <laughs> and I was like, you know, just some young 20-something-year-old in Japan, and not a lot of people lived in Japan, at least as, as much as now with the expat right. community, it's yeah. really grown, so what would i post i post like japanese hip-hop songs photos of uh fixed gear bicycles because that was like big oh
0: yeah you're from Fo- the bay yeah there, so that's like photos big of up, like yeah.
3: bathing ape shit i used to line up for bape gear and like harajuku when that was the thing and like sell bait hoodies so it was just like anything that i thought was like cool that was worth posting before like tumblr got big you know obviously yeah. this is before instagram and then eventually it just kind of like fizzled out but a part of the blog was uh, ramen, sneakers and ramen, too. Mm-hmm. So it was just, like, a, a thing I did for fun, and I just stopped doing it years ago. But that was the blog, yeah. So,
0: but you're also, you were a sneakerhead, and you were selling sneakers out here as well, too? Yeah. Like, yeah uh, so, to, to people back back in the exactly.
3: States? So, like, so many expats here, I came over as an English teacher, which is the easiest way to get a visa. And for a lot of people, it's figuring out how to escape that, you know? and sneakers was a passion of mine since I was in college and just being a sneaker head and being here I'd you know I'd be out and I'd like look in a store and I'd be like dude I could buy those air maxes flip them on ebay and yeah. make like a hundred bucks right now yeah so I started doing it just as a hobby here and there you know the re- there's a lot of Japanese releases the trends are different Sneaker culture is huge out here. They
0: they kind of help start sneaker culture. Exactly.
3: Sneaker culture started in Japan before it did anywhere else, like in the nineties with Air Max ninety fives when they were going for like over a thousand dollars and everywhere else around the world people were like, What the fuck is that's that's crazy, you know? Why would you ever do that? Yeah, that was like ten years before it caught on everywhere else. So another thing is that Japanese people, they're such good collectors and they keep things in amazing condition. So combine that, those factors, and you have a lot of rare, old, hard to find sneakers in Japan and people like trends change here, people get rid of them, you know, so if you know where to look and you, you know, have an eye and, you know, a little bit of luck is involved, you can like, you know, it's a lot more difficult now, but at the time, like I started my own business just finding almost like a day trader finding kicks in Japan and flipping them online Dope. daily. So I, I basically started a business doing that stopped teaching full time. And that was like my main source of income for yes, sev- multiple years Dope, man. until I found my, my way into the ramen thing.
0: Okay. And, and with the ramen thing, yep. uh, when, when I first met you, it was just like, Oh, this guy, like, you know, he eats ramen, he posts ramen. Uh, that's how somebody was like, yo, this guy is like, you know, he does ramen. And I was like, all right, I mean, shit, I like ramen too, whatever. But then I heard about the app. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about the app?
3: So And how it kind of came yeah, the, to fruition. The app? Well, I I guess I got to start with telling you about Playboy. Because that's, that's where, yeah, cause that's yeah, where the ramen, uh, that's, <laughs> that's where it really started for me. At the mansion with uh, Hef? <laughs> well, I won't go into that, but... <laughs> <laughs> So this is uh, probably 2011 2012 and I'm at like neighborhood bar that I frequent you know and it just so happens that a regular customer customer there is a writer for Playboy magazine in Japan mm-hmm. and writes about food and we started talking about ramen and at the time you know ramen was just it's just a hobby of mine I'd go out crush ramen being an english teacher i'd always use it as like a lesson topic with Mm -hmm. my students what's your favorite ramen shop Mm -hmm. so i just had built up this like knowledge of the ramen scene in japan living here for years you know this is this is like almost 10 years in now where i meet this guy at this bar Mm -hmm. and we start talking about ramen and i can just like see his eyes getting bigger and bigger and he just like looks at me and he's like holy shit you know more about ramen than most japanese people I want to start a weekly column about you reviewing ramen shops. Mm. And I was like, sounds great. You right. know? So he asked me, is, is there anyone else, like any other foreigners in Japan that know as much as you? And there was this one other guy, who Brian, who has a, a blog called Ramen Adventures.
0: Oh, I've heard of that.
3: Yep. So he was the only other guy I knew that was up to my level. So I told him about Brian, and the guy started like – Two weeks later, we had started this column called Ramen Americans. And that what, was when was it that, became That was work.
0: not in Playboy? Or it was in it,
3: Playboy oh, Magazine okay. Japan. And Playboy in Japan, it's like a different entity than in the U.S. It's weekly here. Oh. there's uh, They still have like some, you know, some... Naked women. T- yes. That stuff too. Mm. But it's a lot more articles. It's more like manga-ish. Hmm. Okay,
0: I think uh, I think the American Playboy they recently they they stopped having nudity in their magazine, and it was just like a a, like a publication with articles and things. And I think they brought back the titties uh, more recently.
3: Good for them. Yeah, that's why people buy buy the magazine, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's why I collected them. That uh, you know the articles were good too.
3: Yep. Uh, When was this? This was in uh, I want to say 2011, roughly. Okay. So we started doing this column. Ran the column for uh, two to three years. And it was during that time when I just started eating ramen almost every day because it actually became work for me. So now now I eat, you know, hundreds of ramen shops every year. And the whole idea with the app was, if I have this knowledge and I'm, you know, if I'm eating this much ramen and the amount of information in english out there is so limited right. and there's so much demand for it it's almost a waste if you know i don't do something with this yeah so a friend of mine who had the connections to a programmer came to me with the idea and it was just like a little side project for a couple of friends and now there's like four of us that just you know we all have regular jobs and do other things but we built this app It's for ios only so you have to have an iphone to have it yeah i was sorry android users yeah i was
0: a little bit disappointed with that revelation when i found out a couple years back
3: but but hey if you have a a good android coder that wants to help let me know uh, actually word yeah we'll seriously we'll talk off
0: off uh, yeah. you know off the podcast but uh, yeah because i think you uh, you know just with the uh, japan has had such a tremendous increase in tourism over the last few years to the point where um, there's not enough places to house them like there's we're at maximum saturation for hotels and shit uh, with, especially with airbnb going down but all of these people are especially this foodie culture now that is so massive More so than it's ever been in you know human history, motherfuckers want to come out here and eat ramen, and a lot of them, uh, a lot of people don't have any idea of like the good shit. They want to go to fucking Ichiran and stand in line for forty five minutes instead of going around the corner to the small you know mom and pop shop where the guy's been perfecting his methods for thirty years.
2: Well, you know it's weird, man. Like you can be walking down a random ass street; it can be a bigger hub like Ikebukuro. It can be in off of the Yamanote place like, I don't know, man. Uh,
0: Taka, Taka Baba had like one of the top uh, ramen restaurants on that main street. Like I, I ate there once. and I was like, oh.
2: mean, like you can be walking around like Ichigaya or like somewhere central, but, you know, it's on the subway line or something. And you'll at 1130, you'll see people like lined up in front mm-hmm. of somewhere. And I'm just like, what? What is what's what's yep. happening yeah. here? And then you like your mind starts wondering like oh is this really good is this just hype right and I'm Was sure it on a television show some, or exactly some shit? and I'm sure sometimes that shit is yeah like case bomb. by case yeah. yeah but you know I've never taken it upon myself to actually you know beast it out and go check out all these places yeah. which I, you I've know separate off. you from the rest yeah I've
0: fallen off on my ramen game a lot but I'm feeling newly uh, reinvigorated yeah. Uh, listen to you talk Can you tell us Like some of your Favorite types of Ramens or some of The dopest places That come to mind
2: Or um, can we Can we yeah. get more Specific oh. verse Okay Like um, So In your opinion Are mom and pop shops Just
3: destroying Like any chains Or franchises I think for me The I appreciate the Mom and pop shops More Cause You know That's where people They don't care So much about making money As they care about doing things the right way and perfecting their craft. And but that's a, another reason why a lot of the best shops aren't in central areas because you know you just can't survive like in the middle of Ginza or the middle of Roppongi selling ramen for 750 yen a bowl. Yeah. Like, you know, rent in those areas is crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. So, the only shops that, you know, have the best chance to make it in areas like that. Are the chains With a lot of money Right So You're
0: tenkai pin Or fucking Ichiran type of joints Yeah
3: So I mean That's why I think a lot of people End up flocking To, to spots like that Because Those are the areas Where they're hanging out sure. And they don't know Any better And You know Let's face it if that's the only ramen you're eating, those places are fucking good. You True know, that, yeah. if you're coming from overseas and you go straight to Ichiran, yeah. that shit is going to be I mean, so bomb.
0: Like if, if you're in the States and you try to get a comparable bowl of like ramen, that's like really, you know, good. It's like 18 bucks out there. It's like hella expensive, yeah, the, more expensive. The, yeah.
3: The culture is so new and it's so deep in Japan. It's another it's yeah, it's totally different overseas. Japan's light years ahead, light years ahead. But yeah, back to your question about what I really like. I I appreciate the simple shops, the shops that, you know, don't, don't even have ticket it. machines. Um uh, I mean, it, that shit honestly doesn't matter. Like some, some shops have that and some shops don't and some are better than others like, but balance is very important and having something unique, something that kind of like makes you memorable, but not trying too hard at the same time. The most important things in ramen are balance and umami. Bringing out as much umami as possible in the bowl. And Can having, you explain
0: that for our listeners?
3: Yeah, so I mean, I assume most people know what umami is, you know. By now. Yeah, by now. And I think a lot of foods, or excuse me, a lot of ingredients that are in ramen are ingredients that are known to have high umami content. Mm-hmm and if you can maximize those ingredients and serve them you know the right balance the right temperature and it's just like a, an explosion of umami in your mm. mouth that's like really like what ramen's all about and it's a magic moment that dissipates in minutes so yeah ramen's special it's yeah. difficult to explain e- east or west as in east east japan or west japan or exactly I'm 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 a, I'm all about Tokyo. I think Tokyo is the Mecca. Yeah. Because you know, if you want good Kyushu style tonkotsu ramen, yeah, you can get that in Kyushu and there's hundreds of shops, but that's what 99% of the shops there serve. You don't get the variety that you get in Tokyo. You can get everything in Tokyo. You can get the best of all the worlds in Tokyo. Mm. And there's 10, you know, in Japan, there's close to 30,000 ramen shops. 10,000 in the Tokyo area alone. So, one third of all the ramen shops in Japan are in the Kanto region around Tokyo.
0: Word. I'm going to go ahead and just make a mental note of this uh, tremendous factoid next time somebody wants to argue with me about Tokyo or Osaka, which is the dope. It looks like we've got it unlocked with ramen at least. So, thank you yeah. for that factoid.
3: Osaka mm-hmm. is getting better. It's up and coming. No, no, no! Don't give them any props. Okay. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Go ahead. It's getting better. I'm Osaka is actually getting really better for ramen, but yeah, Tokyo—it's not even close. Tokyo. It's, the is, is, is the tremendous. ultimate champ. Yeah, yeah, as far as quantity and quality overall, and just the number of shops, like
0: it's a little bit overwhelming, man. Like just in this neighborhood here, there's like a, I want to say like seven distinct, distinctly different ramen shops that I'm not even sure are chains that are all. They taste tremendously different and they do different things and they're all super like some of the best bowls of ramen I've ever had. Well, that might be a little bit Yeah, I believe hyperbolic, that. but they're they're just good bowls of ramen. Like I couldn't say a negative thing about them. So what what um Now, now for for a person such as yourself, who's like a connoisseur, this probably sounds like me asking you, like the greatest rapper of all time, which that answer is so loaded. But like, how would you rate in terms of your personal preference um, top, like in order which you prefer? Shio, Shoyu, Tonkots, Miso, like one through four or whatever.
3: Super difficult question. It depends I'd on the I'd say day. it depends on the day of the week and like what I'm in the mood for. And that's one of the reasons why I like ramen so much is because you can eat totally different style every day and like the flavor combinations are so different. It's not like you're eating the same food item. Mm. You know what I mean? And then once you break it down to the fact that there's skamen and maze soba or abura soba where you know it's being served without soup, mm-hmm. in the summertime they have the chilled, you know, summer like limited dishes that are you know so that that's like why ramen is great there isn't like one style that i'd say is the champion style it's just like yeah sorry all good uh do you consider soba as in ramen no soba is different yeah the noodle is different and it's usually served generally the same set of ways whereas ramen is so varied so
0: it, it's safe to say that if you had to only have one type of food for the rest of your life, you would pick ramen. I I mean, with like a with a yeah. burger, there's a variety, but a burger is a burger is a burger, <laughs> yeah. burger. But with ramen, there are yeah endless combinations.
3: I could eat ramen every day, no doubt. Mm. Even though I would almost argue that sushi is my favorite food over ramen, believe it or not, I don't want to eat sushi every day of the week. Once a week is nah, enough. Fair
0: word, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you do have it, it's delightful. Yeah, it's what, what about like some of the dope places, man? Like, are there some places that are just were so indelible to you that they're kind of burned into your memory of like that place's ramen was just incredible? But with you, you have like so many places. They're probably all pretty good, but what? Anything what's stand the best out?
2: spot outside of Tokyo? Best in in Kyoto the best shop No, i don't want to know about like that area. shit i want to know yeah. about
0: here so we can go well yeah we can get back okay, into okay. it but
3: I, I got so many specific tokyo questions
2: yeah, see, that w-
3: when you ask questions like this you really have to like give parameters because mm. you know that just the first of all you got to consider in like the distance where you like how long is it going to take because when you say tokyo true. tokyo is a fucking massive city true so like when people are like oh like give me like the you know, like best, best three show you in Tokyo. Like, like give me a I, fucking break. You well, know what I mean? The like,
2: greater
0: Tokyo area is like 40 I, million people. I went to,
2: when I, I used to live in Tochigi and there was a shop in Gunma near where a place my friends used to live. And I would always make an effort to go to that shop when I came to their neighborhood because their sukemen was just like. you remember the, the name of the shop? No, I don't, man. Yeah. But it was, like, way better than Sorry. almost anything I've but had.
3: But yeah. I've had this same conversation that we're having right now Yeah, thousands right. of times. I'm where sure people is like, the main yo, like you're the I went to this place. It was down this alleyway. It was amazing. Yeah. What, do you know the name? Oh, no, I don't Are know. Are you pretty <laughs> good with the names, <laughs> too? Like, well, do you know, like, uh,
0: Gancon in uh, Komagome? Which shop? Gancon. It's oh, like, yeah, of
3: course. Yeah, The bowl is... is kind of nice looking with little, like, blue... Yeah, like and they've around. got like all the
0: funk characters drawn it's on the building outside. Clear,
3: it's a clear show you bowl. Yeah. yeah, I've been there. This guy is a professional. Hey, Amen. Like, this is how I people. This that. is how
0: people feel when we talk about hip hop. Like, guy, <laughs> These guys know what they're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I, 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 uh, I can imagine that when people find out you're the ramen beast, they're like, "Yo, tell me the number one joint." Right, I'm so sorry for do doing it. that too. It's like seeing a tall guy. You just got to be like, "Yo, you're fucking tall."
3: Well, think about it like this. I eat. Let's say I eat like 200 to 300 ramen shops this year. 80 to 90% of those are new shops that I've never been to before. So let's say I think I have one that's like the best. Mm. You know, I'm eating so many new shops that by the time it's time for me to go back and try that one again, you know. It's kind of new. It's, Yeah. Like, how do I explain this? You get what I'm saying? Like the cycle never ends because
0: you're not the same person you were two ramen shops ago.
3: (laughs) After you think you've gotten to the end of the list, you got to go back to the beginning because things have changed. And maybe the first one doesn't taste the same or the master, Mm. you know, retired and his son's taken over or they Mm. opened a second branch or they changed the menu. And just in Tokyo alone, going back to the number thing, over 300 new ramen shops open every year just in Tokyo. So, like, even if you eat at a new ramen shop every day for the rest of your life, in Tokyo, it's like you can't even get to them all. Man. So, yeah, it's a de- it's deep. It's deep. All right, yo.
2: Hotspot neighborhoods mm-hmm. out
3: of the 23 wards. What, what, what Ooh, are you? That's a good question. Good question. I think a, a great area is Ogikubo that has a rich history interesting and a lot of like old school style show you never go there ever yeah Yeah. but see that that neighborhood's a little bit out western Tokyo real estate is a little bit less Mm. there so it's just like it's the perfect stomping grounds for just ramen hunts
0: what about like uh, the best hubs on the Yamanote line
3: best hubs on the Yamanote I think Shinjuku is very good um think there's a lot of quantity in Ikebukuro but quality is not considered like mm. like where there's a lot of just like kick-ass shops there's just like a lot of pretty good
2: shops yeah that's how my neighbor well yeah you know, we're
0: here in Ikebukuro now my oh. neighborhood is just pretty good
2: but um so we'll say a neighborhood and you
3: say dope or not so dope yeah go for it uh Gotanda Gotanda's eh, it's okay but a little weak Gotanda Shinagawa area it's like too corporate mm. too yeah, mm. Meguro. Meguro's good. Yeah, Ebisu. Ebisu is okay. Ebisu is similar to Ikebukuro. There's a lot of ramen shops overall, but not a lot of like really fucking kick-ass ramen shops.
0: It's just average. Like like pretty above, uh, slightly above bad. average. But they it's don't have bad. a Jordan. They don't have a LeBron. Yeah. Okay.
3: They used to, but it's, they, they raise the prices too much at that mm. shop, so you, mm. you don't have to go there anymore. Uh, Ningyocho. Ningyocho is good. Lots of good ramen shops in that area around there. Nihonbashi, yeah. Um, Are we gonna just keep
0: going? <laughs>
3: Akabane. We can do this all day. Mm. Akabane, amazing. Really? Akabane oh. and uh, Juso near Ak- Akabane. Word. Oh, awesome ramen shops in that area.
2: That place is on the come up, man.
3: Yes, that's a good. That's a good hidden, hidden spot that most people don't know about. There's like
0: two Akabane, right? Said there's Jusso. one by wait, sorry, OG I said Juso. I meant Jujo, Jujo.
3: yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Juso's in Osaka, sorry. Uh, the, isn't there like a like, There's a
0: Akabane Bashi, okay, and that's up by like Oji, right? Like
3: uh, Akabane, no, Akabane. Akabane is Bashi to is near Roppongi, right? Yeah. Akebono Bashi is near Shinjuku. Oh, I didn't there, even know about Akebono.
0: Yeah, I didn't know Akebono, but there's another. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's <laughs> it's yes. complicated, right? Yeah. Okay, like what type of deep philosophical insights have you learned on your journey eating ramen?
3: Shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's a pretty, that's a pretty nuts question to ask yeah. somebody like, yo, but, yeah. Like. I mean, what, what,
3: uh, I'm hardcore to a lot of people, but, like, there's Japanese guys that put me to shame. Like, you know, there's Japanese guys that eat a thousand bowls a year. Over one thousand.
2: Wow. Yeah, like yeah, his name is Naruto. He's the seventh <laughs> Hokage of the Hidden Leaf Village. <laughs> Yo, shout out to him.
0: I saw him running around earlier. To a ramen shop. <laughs> Doing his run. You know yeah, that, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah. That is absurd though. It oh yeah. It's hey, deep. You,
0: you you've personally met these type of people? Are these like your contemporaries, so, your peers and shit?
3: Um, I mean I like to diversify myself. I love ramen, but it's not the only thing I do and the only thing I think about. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, I, I dip my toes in that world. So I, I know a lot of these guys, but you, I mean, ramen, ramen is a personal thing. So yeah. it's not like you're meeting up with like ramen heads to go crush ramen shops. Yeah, we do that sometimes. And like, of course I have some friends I'll go eat ramen with, but ramen is not sociable. If you go eat ramen in Japan, you know, most of, for the most part, it's solo diners. Mm-hmm. You go in, you order, you sit down, you eat Slurp it and you out. get out. Yeah. Like you don't, yeah. you don't like chit chat and like waste waste fast people's food, time. Like yeah, it's said. fast food. So, right.
2: yo, what's the proper way to eat ramen? Like you you slurping. already mentioned you don't have to eat all of the soup. But yeah. Do you have to? If you pick up the noodles, do you have to eat all of those noodles? Do you have to use your spoon? Do you have to have so much soup and so much noodles?
3: I think the, the most ideal. Yeah, like? the most important thing is just to enjoy it. And if you make noise, you make noise. It's all good. If you don't make noise, you're not being disrespectful. You just like enjoy it as much as you can and just wolf that shit down. Mm. And that's like what's important. Yeah, it's if you get down to the technicalities, slurping your noodles is a more efficient way to eat ramen, and it's it's the best way to eat ramen because you're bringing the noodle and the soup to your mouth at the same time. You're actually like aerating the soup. You're, you know, and you can just eat faster that way. But don't think about it too much to the to the point where you're not enjoying your dish because you're like, oh shit, like I gotta slurp. So don't overthink it. Just enjoy it.
0: You got to be zen about that.
3: Yeah. To be zen, you don't you don't think about it. Can you blow on it? Yeah. Or burn your mouth. (laughs) You. Yo, you can do whatever you want, my man. <laughs> Yo, you heard it here first, people. <laughs> <laughs> but the,
0: the late show is not responsible for any bird and mouse. <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, I mean, man, I just I feel like uh, more so than sitting here and talking about like, uh, you know, uh, on a podcast, I would love to just see you pointing out like pointing out your instagram and telling us about bowls of ramen and things of that nature it would be cool oh, to have like, a yeah. video yeah i mean i can talk about, that, about some it.
2: crazy bowls yeah let us you know want. about
0: some of the like the like the like I, the wild shit
2: i had white ramen and black ramen in the same day one time okay I, man. I would, I would okay. like to hear about that actually this is late uh,
0: presidential campaign It's like i fucks
2: with <laughs> both. not the flex <laughs> Nah, it was um during golden week and we took a little road trip down to izu And, you know, on the way to wherever we were going, there was a mountain and I guess they had like dairy from cows at a nearby farm or something. Mm -hmm. So they had white ramen, which I guess was made with milk, a good amount of milk. Yeah. Was this in Fujisawa?
3: In Shizuoka? Well, it's on the way to Shizuoka.
2: It was on a mountain. So that's all (laughs) I remember.
3: (laughs) it was on a mountain. There's a famous ramen shop in Fujisawa on the way that's known for milk ramen. Anyway. That's interesting. Yeah, Is it, And h- uh How does that taste? I haven't been to that one actually.
0: Oh. Well, the Mega Show will be taking a field trip <laughs> next week with the Ramen <laughs> Beast to so check this out. Look forward to the video. Yeah. No, tell us about some of the crazy bowls like
3: so, some things
0: were were absurd or maybe yeah. not so delicious. Or-
3: so I had a I had a bowl that was made of 100% cricket dashi soup. The soup was, yeah, it was it was a collaboration one day. Lots event. of protein. Yep, and the noodles had bits of cricket in the flour that they made the noodles out of.
0: How did it taste?
3: It was not very good. It, when you walked into the shop, you know you that could hear it? you know that smell like when you walk into a pet store. Yeah, it's kind of like that musty, mm, like uh, like what's that? Uh, like those those wood chips that the yeah. crickets live in. You know, yeah, like right. it smelled like that. Where so, was this at? This was in Shinjuku, and it was a one-day event. Okay, but the shop is gonna open permanently this autumn in Tokyo, in I believe either Nihombashi or Shinbashi. Wow, um, it's like
0: seems like a novelty type of thing. Like go there, yeah, try it out, and then.
3: Well, the the guy, the Japanese guy behind this bowl, he's all about eating insects, and he thinks it's like the future. And it's like, you know, it's kind of the way the world is moving right now. Maybe not wrong.
0: Well, people were talking. I just saw an article saying like, yeah, we poor people should just eat maggots. Like, I mean, yeah, they're high in protein. Yeah. We can cultivate them very easily.
3: Yeah. it's the future, man. Yeah. So anyway, that was an interesting bowl I had. I've had uh, there's a, a ramen shop that's kind of like a bar where the proprietor has extremely large breasts and kind of shakes them oh, in the I've customer's face before. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, like that's <laughs> your, I, Well, I'm gonna jaw need that. Just I'm gonna the... Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's if there's two things I like, ramen, beast.
0: It's ramen and extremely grabs large. Grabs his phone and starts yeah. Googling. I was gonna yeah. check that out, actually.
3: Uh, yeah, that actually, we did a short video segment with them in collaboration for Playboy when I was doing the article in Playboy magazine because nice. that like those two go hand in hand. Nice, but that's more like the entertainment aspect rather than like actually the food, the, the ramen. Yeah. The worst bowl I've ever had is—it's actually yeah—it's actually the avatar photo on my Instagram account. But it's a shop in East Tokyo in Katsushikaku. The name of the shop is called Aroma. It's a coffee shop, and they serve either a hot coffee ramen or a cold coffee ramen. The soup has coffee in it. The noodles have bits of coffee in the noodles. The toppings include. Sliced banana, scoop of vanilla ice cream, cheese, sliced uh, kiwi this is fruit. like some yeah.
2: Ham. Girls, OLs go to it, like take pictures and be cute. It's like some the,
3: hardcore shit.
0: The picture, your avatar looks like a like a, a face. face. That's it. Oh. That's it. I was like, oh, that looks like a pretty cool bowl of ramen, yeah, but yeah. it's actually the most disgusting that's, bowl. That that's you the had.
3: worst ramen I've ever had in my life. Did but you finish it? No, I ordered two bowls. I ordered one hot and one cold and I had to like apologize to the owners. They were so nice. It was just this old couple. They've been running the place for like 50 years. Oh, I, wow. would, I would recommend going to that place to anyone because of the experience. Mm-hmm. The ramen itself, yeah, it was ass, but yeah. I, it was an amazing experience. I remember that, you know, I go to a lot of shops that you know I just forget about, cause there's nothing memorable. Mm-hmm. That was like actually cool and genuine. So okay. taste wise lacking, but. Uh, dope <laughs> it's yeah. extremely dope
0: what is like i don't even know i don't i don't want to get too deep into like what is the good shit or like you R- like know, trends right now like, yeah what's going on right what's now what's going
3: on right now with ramen is this movement of using premium ingredients ramen you know j- like traditionally in japan it was you know blue collar food for the workers cheap fast and lunch that was available to everyone and i think a lot of people now have this like nostalgic view of like you know it's like a part of their childhood in japan but these same people are now turning it into something that's gourmet Mm. using you know like duck or premium like hamagudi clams or you know truffles Mm -hmm. or caviar so there's this huge movement now of the new school ramen chefs that are trying to like push the boundaries and like make it into something that's really gourmet and something really elevated, you know, rather than, you know, like a, just a couple dollar, like a lunchtime sure. meal.
0: What do you, what do you think about that trend? Are, are those, are those dishes, do they tend to be worth the amount of money that you pay for them or yes and no interesting.
3: I'm all for it, but you still got to love the classic, you know, the old school classics that are super simple, but I, you know, this is like good. This is why ramen is awesome because the there's so much creativity and room for creativity.
0: Late showing a picture. What hmm. what is the picture of?
3: The uh, it looks like a cow the
2: the, ba-
0: the boobs? White ramen.
2: <laughs> they have
3: boobs, Yeah, but I don't, I don't like know that expecting. shot. It oh. just looks like a picture of a cow to me out front, but yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, later you can uh I'll I'll, I'll make some some up. notes, some <laughs> Google. Yes. But yeah, but anyway, back to what I was saying. There's some people that think ramen should be five hundred, or excuse me, five hundred yen a bowl, mm-hmm. and they won't spend more. But you know, you go into any Italian restaurant anywhere, and if someone charges like you know twenty, thirty dollars for a pasta entree, you don't really think twice. But at a ramen restaurant, if you charge twenty or thirty dollars, people freak out. Like yeah. ramen's supposed to be cheap, right? Where you know the amount of prep that went into that might be way more than into a pasta dish right? you know depending it's on crazy the spot but how long like how long does it take on average to make a good broth it takes more than one day yeah most like 30 30 most soups hours? it it totally depends on the style and the chef but anywhere from like three four five six hours to like eight twelve 15 hours Mm. once you're boiling your soup for like longer than one day you're kind of boiling away the umami and the taste Mm. so any ramen shop that says like oh we cook our soup for like three days yeah they're idiots maybe here's a 12 year shio (laughs) (laughs) well no well no but you have actually you're right a 12 year shio can exist because the tare sauces sometimes come from like the mother pot you know Mm. where they've been you know, a little bit of the old residue remains from like fifty years ago. And some soup some soups they do that in Kyushu where they have the mother pot of soup that at the end of each day, a little bit of the leftover soup goes back into that mother pot. But just like speaking, when I used to work yeah. at the grocery store
2: and they'd be like, Corin, go rotate the uh, the cans of beans and i'd be like all right and i, and I wouldn't rotate all of them you know what i mean <laughs> michelin five
0: star beans oh shit did you just no, say
3: michelin five star is that is that it is that what it is well, they only go to three stars. Oh, but, no. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh does, that does that work? Not with these
0: beans. <laughs> this is premium gourmet beans. I also didn't know that. <laughs> it's only three stars. <laughs> there are a lot of. Are there a lot of uh, like a Michelin uh, three star? Three is the
3: top, right? The. Yeah, Michelin three-star is the highest you can get.
0: Oh, there's a lot. I know that we have like like Jiro's is a sushi uh, establishment that is, you know, top tier, highly rated. Are there ramen shops like that that you go to? There
3: Right now in Tokyo, I believe there are three ramen shops that have one Michelin star.
0: Oh, so they haven't reached the pinnacle of...
3: No, you really... I mean, Michelin is a fine, you know, a fine dining guide. So generally the restaurants that get three stars are all fine uh, dining sure. establishments. I don't know if they'll ever give street food or ramen 3 stars. And this mm-hmm. is we're this is kind of now you're getting into a, a controversial area with Michelin because Michelin only recently in the past few years started giving Asian more Asian. not Asian but more like street what you'd consider like street food mm-hmm. stars. It mm. was before it was always fine dining or like more elevated like proper like hoity toity type Exactly. Of and now
0: highbrow they've gone to like
3: singapore and like hawker stalls are getting michelin stars Hmm. ramen shops are getting Michelin stars so to in my mind not to bash on michelin but like i respect michelin when they're reviewing you know high-end restaurants not when they're reviewing ramen shops Mm.
0: they're missing something
3: yes
2: yo very important question
3: Mm -hmm. can you make good ramen
2: at your house
3: uh, me personally, or or just like people people out there that want to do it. Oh,
2: I'm hungry. I like ramen. I want a good bowl of ramen
3: tonight. You can, but it's very difficult. Yeah, the there's five components. i just keep the. Uh, I thought yeah, I was like, the music dropped <laughs> out. Just we're about, about that. We're about to we're hear some serious shit right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. So let's let's break it down. There's five components of ramen. There's the soup, the noodles, the tare sauce. The toppings and then the fat or the oil, okay? Mm. Those components are not easy to prepare. You know, just the noodles alone, unless you have a a ramen noodle machine in your house or know how to make ramen noodles by hand, what are your options? You got to buy them from the store. Mm -hmm. The soup, as we were already talking about, might take like a day to make and then a day to age.
1: Mm.
3: A lot of ramen chefs age their soup overnight. You know, the toppings like the pork chashu that takes hours. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it might stew with soy sauce for like multiple hours, you know, and then it's wrapped up. It's a pr- everything is a process. So just to make a, like go home after work, make a, like bust out a quick bowl of ramen. Like, good luck. That's, wh- that's why there's instant ramen. for yeah. that.
0: <laughs> you know, put an egg in it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. But oh shit, man! I I don't know. Like uh, I'm I'm just quite happy to hear somebody as passionate as you are about ramen. You mentioned to me uh, before we started recording that you're going to be taking a trip down to uh, Mexico to uh, go experience some of the best like uh, Mexican, or you're going to Mexico City Mm -hmm. to experience some of the best like Mexican restaurants with another foodie. Have you uh, kind of developed a some type of notoriety as being the ramen beast like are you traveling the world when's your
3: netflix special coming out oh any day now is that right (laughs) (laughs) we'll see i mean i'm (laughs) I'm covering yeah (laughs) right here i've uh i've talked to people i mean people are interested in ramen right now so there's like there's a demand for it and the amount of people that really have the knowledge are so few and far between like it takes so much time and dedication. What's What's good to with your guy? Is he still doing his thing? Brian? Yeah, Brian's still doing his thing. He's, he is very focused on, uh, he has his, his blog and he has like a YouTube channel where he does like uh, a lot of different videos. He has some collaborations with some schools, like ramen schools, where you can come to Japan and actually like study how to make ramen for a few days.
0: Go back and then charge $25 a bowl in Denver. Hey, get yeah. it. Yeah. Happening,
3: yeah. But you said you have. Uh, I'm sorry. Continue.
0: Yeah. On. No. You have a restaurant of your own as well.
3: I do. So oh, I. Oh wow. Yeah. I partnered with a Japanese ramen master and brought him back to San Francisco, which is where I'm from, and we opened a shop there. And I knew nothing about the restaurant business other than that I never wanted to get into it because I know how hard it is a lot of our listeners actually come from the bay like uh, mm-hmm. San Jose and San
0: Francisco are um, to our longest uh, our most listened to or our biggest listening demographics so well, if do, you do you want to plug your your restaurant what's
3: I mean sure yeah men uh, show Tokyo yeah okay. uh our first locations on Uh, Geary Street, downtown San Francisco. Second location opening soon this fall. Is that going to be in the city as well? Also in San Francisco. Um, And if you
2: go there and say the promo code Mega late Show, (laughs) you will get a complimentary five-star can of of beans. (laughs) Five-star can
3: of beans. Dave Dave Chappelle came late night and like came up to the front of the line and asked our staff, like, "Yo, do I have to wait in line?" She's like, "I'm really sorry." But you, like she's like, There's nothing I can do for you. I wasn't to Dave? there, you know. I yeah, I asked mm-hmm. her, I was like, What did he do? She's like, he said, Well, this is embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> but yes. I think he waited in line and then he ate, yeah. So I would uh, to be
0: fair, I would try that too.
3: Yeah, he had the vegan. You know? He had the vegan ramen. Oh. Yep. Okay. I love Dave Chappelle. Big Dave Chappelle fan. Yeah, yeah. Did you go one see of him? The greatest of all I time. did, yeah. I actually I that was like the I was af, I was right after the Dave Chappelle show in San Francisco, and we're getting into the Uber outside, and I there's like a pack of girls running across the street, and one of them says, "Hey, you're that ramen guy," <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, yeah," and then got in the Uber and then left. You know, next day I get a DM like, "I met you in the street." I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, oh wow, I was like, people like Notariety. recognizing me from ramen like it's so weird Yes, yeah, so weird, tight it is tight hey, yo right? <laughs> let me
0: give you an applause drop right quick <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with that to be known as the ramen guy is kind of a dope thing to be known but
3: as, man. i was like the, I, that doesn't happen very often every once in a while though like you know a few weeks ago same thing in the airport in haneda came out and some guy was like i love your blog I was like, I don't have a blog, but thanks, man. You
1: know, Word. Like, <laughs> but yo, He knew I'll something was going he on. He knew though? something was going on. Yeah, That's really I'll dope, take man.
4: it. Yeah.
0: Word. Let's uh, yo, late. Let's let's just keep going and let's not take a break and just keep going. You want to do that?
4: Uh, what or are we want to take into a break?
0: Oh, oh, I want to hit him with some temperature check questions about uh, you know, his his interests and in pour music. a
2: drink here. Yeah, bust yeah, it out, sure. man. Yeah,
0: let's go for it. What? Well, shit. Let's
2: just take a break. No, let's not.
0: Okay, fuck it. Let's just keep going then. Right there. All right, so the temperature check... Unless you check- would like a break. Yeah, you okay. need to use the restroom or anything? Nope. No. let's keep going then. Um, so the temperature check segment of the podcast is where we kind of just ask you a bunch of questions in regards to your thoughts on uh, hip-hop music and pop culture. Uh, we can mm-hmm. go off on tangents about them or not. I like it. Whatever, but um, I want to hit them with the one of the unchanging while we're in the temperature check question segment of it. And the unchanging question is, your favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan?
3: This is an easy question. Is it? There's only one true answer. Can we answer. guess? Oh. Yeah, you can guess. But all right, l- we each get two guesses, three
2: guesses.
0: All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. ghost. <laughs> Let's go. If back you and each forth. get three ghost. guesses, that's it. Yeah. Right. We got three <laughs>
2: other. Okay. Um. I. I I'll, Wait, I'll say ghosts. I'll say. Oh, he said there's only one real it, answer. I feel though. like it's
0: got to be ghosts or old dirty bastard. Method Man so. is why? the dark horse. I don't why, think why, so. why would you? Well, here because I would say that Ghost has the strongest catalog. I would say that Old Dirty Bastard is the most indelible and perhaps the most endearing. But the way he said it, Method Man is kind of the one. The way he
2: said it, though, like there's only one true answer. And thinking about the the time when he was like a fan, Ghost wasn't really shining like that.
0: I I mean, not not. I'm gonna think particular meth or inspector. Inspected though, I mean, he has one verse. Not true. He two has, verses. He has all the verses. Two <laughs> verses <laughs> An uncontrolled, and uncontrolled, uncontrolled substance was pretty trash. Uh, the RZA.
3: Yeah, it's the RZA. the RZA. The RZA. Yeah. Okay. And the reason is he's the mastermind. Yeah. All of. You know all of the, the finest albums by the Wu, they're all put together and produced by the RZA. Yeah. facts.
0: There's a there's a true master track here and there, but it's all orchestrated by the RZA. And yeah. their their run when they were you know undoubtedly like tremendously dope, um, without any you know chinks in the armor so to speak. That's all RZA.
3: Yeah, and like everything, I think RZA was so far ahead of his time. Like even like the shit he did with the Grave Diggers was like so ill. When he did Bobby Digital, like at the time, it was like kind of like a little too futuristic. I fuck but like, with it. I love yeah, Bob now Digi. looking back, like oh man. But for me, like the golden years of Wu, everything that they did from the first album up until Iron Man, more or less, right before Wu Tang Forever. So like ninety three to like ninety seven ish. Those three years, every RZA was like untouchable. Yeah. He was like. Every fucking track he came yeah. out with was like mind-blowingly sure. you know unique and amazing yeah. and when Wu started to fall off in most people's eyes when they got famous and they all got money yeah. It was when well, Rizza lost control. And it was like people were like, All right, I want to do this, right. I want to do that, I want to get paid. Which, you right. know, you can't hate on him for there doing was that. there were some but. shady
0: business practices going on and yes. I could see why people were feeling a type of way, but it, it was at that point. I, I actually would extend the kind of the greatness all the way up to maybe the Bob Digital album. Mm-hmm. And I think that the last album that marks like the great era of Woo is Supreme Clientele. After that, everything was just kind of like ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a few, there's a few misses there, but I mean I even like Cappadonna's joint.
3: I love Capadonna. Uh, of those Milk of This
0: those,
2: Cow. The yeah. best way we know
3: how.
0: Yeah. Park Hill Project, it's the Supreme Clientel.
2: Before or after uh It's <clears throat> Forever. After. Forever
0: came out in ninety seven or ninety-eight and uh Supreme Clientele came out in two thousand.
3: Mm-hmm that yeah. sounds about right 2000 yeah.
2: really
0: i think i, I consider supreme clientele the last great 90s hip-hop album and it came out in the 2000s but i think that 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 is a clear delineation between like the Rockefeller era of pop and snap music and everything coming in but
3: the last really great do you, great do you like album, supreme clientele over iron man yes yeah no. see this yeah. for me I'm like I, well, strong Iron Man, strong. Yeah. And see, I meet a lot well, of Wu fans, like hardcore. And for them, it's the I, other way around. I'm
0: more nostalgic for Iron Man, but I think that Supreme Clientele is probably one of the greatest albums ever created. I hold it to the same light as I do like an Illmatic, a Doggy Style, or fucking, you know, uh, Only Built for Human Links. Wow. I think it's yeah. right up there. I really do. Um, it's just, you know, that to me, that was like the last like the last cries of experimental Rizza beats like fucking Stroke of Death are just nuts and they all spaz out on it. And it and after that, like Bulletproof Wallace and everything from Ghostface mm-hmm. was a little bit more shiny, a little bit more um it was written, so to speak. Like a, a shinier woo in that regard. Could you um Let's take the first five solo albums, right? Yep. Uh, you know, Liquid Swords, Return to the Thirty Six Chambers, Ta-Kal, Takal, Iron Man, and Only Built for Cuban Links. How would you rank
2: those? For me, did, have we ever done this late? Wait, do don't include Enter the Thirty Six.
0: Don't include Old Dirty Bastard joint. Oh, did you say oh, Return? Uh, uh, or return. Or return, return. Did I say Enter? Oh, yeah, no, well, I, I get return, what you're saying though. Okay. Yeah, the not solo. A, albums.
3: Yeah, out of the solo, there's the two that are like one and two for me are cuban Links and liquid swords those no. two like it's hard for me to choose one if i had to pick one i might go with cuban Links. but both of those are just like wow like yeah yeah wow i
0: i actually and this is kind of like this is a weird thing um i think most hip-hop heads would give me the side eye for it but i rank only built for cuban Links above illmatic as being Kind of like the greatest 90s hip hop album.
3: For me? I just think yeah. it's
0: so cinematic, it's an interesting so choice. dope, dude. Well, you know, Nas, like, you know, Riza carried that whole fucking album, right? But it's Ghost, it's Ghost, and it's Ray. And the features on it are all fucking phenomenal. Every track is dope. It has like the sequencing of it is crazy. There's more tracks. It's fucking and and, and Nas is you know, his project's really tight and concise. There's a lot of variety because of the like the super producers he was working with. But I just think that fucking Only Built for Cuban Links has better moments on it. Yeah. Looking, like, I fucking love that. That's probably like, it's got to be one of my favorite albums of all time. Me top too. Top three. Like, yeah. Like, not even on, it, cha- it doesn't change on a Wednesday. Like, that is always going to be there for me. But I would. have re- never
2: heard you express this sentiment before.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I've, I used to, you know, during the like the forum days, uh, I used to get into arguments quite a bit by my kind of shunning of Illmatic as comparison to because look, also another thing that happened with Illmatic was that the reason that Biggie's album, but the reason that uh, Ready to Die and fucking uh, it was written sound different is because. That purple tape album changed the way that East Coast rappers wanted to present themselves. Mm-hmm. That shit kind of made everybody want to be mafioso, mm-hmm. like like Wu yep. Gambino, yep. like that mafioso shit. So when when Illmatic was like this raw early joint that came out, and then it Very was street. written, it was written wanted Nas wanted to make a purple tape that was packaged in a Big Mac box like Puffy, right? You know, like to to like make it pop but also make it like mafioso and I think it completely changed Nas' dynamic and I think that that really made people say
2: ugh What was it the um not the firm what was his group yeah the firm he was on the firm yeah. Nas was on the firm yeah, yeah it was uh, produced by
0: Dre yeah oh shit it was okay. Foxy Az, AZ yeah. Nature and Nas right or I don't know if Nature was in it all the time but
2: oh no wait I was tripping but yeah you guys are right maybe I'm thinking the Commission what was the one Biggie was in what was Biggie shit uh, junior Mafia, not Junior. Ma- I thought he had another one oh, with I don't think so. somebody else. Anyways, so, but Maybe. but I
0: really I really think that um, all of those East Coast cats, Jay Z, Biggie, uh, Mob Deep, and all those cats were so influenced by the Purple Rayquon's
2: definitely the Godfather. Mm-hmm. I, I that really
0: one. think, and and because of that, I hold it in a higher regard than than I. It's it's one of the reasons why I hold it in a higher regard because I think that it influenced more people than than Illmatic did. You have the passion for uh, this
3: purple tape that I, the same passion I have for
2: ramen.
0: You gotta get that fat in there, you know, (laughs) know, a little back fat. I think I gotta
2: agree with ramen beast. Like I gotta (laughs) say, liquid swords, or I like Iron Man, man. Yeah, see,
3: for me, Iron Man is third, and a lot like some people have supreme clientele higher than Iron Man, but for me, after liquid swords and Cuban links. Iron Man no, is the third album. No out knocks of those, on Supreme Clientel. And but, no knocks on Methods Method Man's album. No, Tacal's amazing. Or, yeah. I rank it or over Old Liquid Dirty. Swords.
2: Actually, as much as I like Old Dirty, I would definitely say he's probably fifth. fifth album me wise. Too. Me mm-hmm. too.
0: I actually I actually would put Tacal before Liquid Swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I just like it more. I like a lot of the beats on Liquid Swords, but to be honest with you, Jizz's voice kind of bores Fair me. Enough. after a while. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Oh yeah. yeah,
2: that, that soundscape yeah. on Liquid Swords is fucking Dope, insane. Dope. Yeah, super like, dope. Like f- from the intro, it's just like, where, where am I being taken? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I just don't think that he carries an album. I think, I think Jizza is an artist like Inspected Deck, where they work better when they're complimented by people, and I don't think that they carry a solo album as well.
2: I Fair agree. I, I might say the same thing but, about Ray. Yeah, because. Almost none of those albums are straight up solo albums. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the
0: shiniest and dopest
2: moments on on T'Kal even are him being with a feature on it. Old Dirty shit sounds like e- either somebody wrote it for him or yeah. they all wrote it together. Yeah, Jizza. Jizza yeah.
3: wrote most of that stuff for yeah. Old Dirty. I feel like. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's a song with I think jizza and old dirty bastard where they're like rhyming and they're using parts from other songs and like they're cutting in on each other and it's just mm-hmm. like oh this is just one verse somebody wrote right. and They both rapped it if, if yeah. we're going
3: if we're going to talk just about lyric lyrical talent though jizza number one in the, in the wu-tang clan I've, I've never i've never been
0: a super strong jizza fan I've, oh I've man always, i always thought he was dope like technically clean yeah. he's definitely top but, three I just, I just like um, some of the nuances of the other guys and their styles.
3: It's got to be Jizza. I mean, like
2: he's, going strictly, he's Rizza's favorite. Yeah,
3: Rizza's favorite
2: rapper is Jizza. I gotta say, it's Jizza or Inspector. I just think going straight lyrics.
0: See, I think Method Man has the best bounce, and I think that old uh, Ghostface used to be the most like, um, the 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 freshest like vernacular. Even though Raekwon gets at, but I used to think that like you got ghost and ray were very unique outside of even just the sound of their voice rhyme structures were strange whereas i would say that jizza and inspected deck are very kind of a um formulaic kind of contemporary boom bap style of writing like a a b b a b c a -A. you know what i mean like a very whereas like um Capadonna Cappadonna and U-God used to put together just weird sentences and Mm -hmm. like really stylers. And that's kind of who I gravitated more to. Like, old RZA was fucking crazy, too. Mm -hmm. Old RZA was... And that's the thing about the Wu that I feel is a little bit different than the guys from Hyro. Like, the guys from Hyro are all technically dope, but a lot of their freestyles sound like their raps because their raps are just very kind of simple. Kind of just like, yo, like, yeah, I'm having a good time out here in the city, and this is going to rhyme with the next line. But everybody in the Wu was distinctive. When I first started getting into Hyro, it's like... Am I listening to A-plus or Opio right now? Uh, is this Festo D or, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like the distinctive one is like casual and Dell. And you could tell because their voices. With Wu, it's like unmistakable. Like this, you can tell when Jesus is writing an old dirty bastard line because mm-hmm. it's a distinctive style. But like the voices were like, of course, that like there's no questioning who this is right now. Yep, And Wu is like one of the strongest camps for that. Nine, ten members if you include Capadonna of just completely I mean distinctive they're, they're, they're
2: the we haven't even talked
0: about
3: master killer yet
2: everybody's right. descended from like everybody was trying to make a woo like group where yeah. everybody's a star yeah. like there's really maybe first generation dungeon family sure and then I can't even think of another group on that level where everybody has like a distinct sound like maybe like bad mean, boy like, you know, around when they had like fellowship,
0: the fellowship is is different uh, everybody sounds different in fellowship living legends living Legend. that's what i was gonna different. say yeah. living legends is like the west coast wu-tang yep. for the most part but like uh, of course nobody reaches the kind of pinnacle that wu-tang has i would argue that the Wu symbol is the most recognizable symbol in hip-hop over any, yeah. like, what, Run DMC or fucking hieroglyphics nah, I would even. say nothing comes close. Yeah, like, like, no font or anything. Like, the public enemy symbol, it's like, it's not as, like, Wu is, my mom knows the fucking Wu-Tang Clan, you know what I mean? Yeah. My sisters have Wu-Tang tattoos, yep. and it's like, yeah, I mean, all right, least favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan. Let me do that to y'all. I'm not going to answer. I already know who it is. Did you watch this? T- let's t- not go t- into that. Yeah, Let, did you I, watch? The, yeah.
3: I don't want to. I don't want to talk shit about any of them. <laughs> you know? Okay. What? what did, yeah. You t- did I watch the documentary? Yeah. I did. The four. The four part documentary yeah. of Mikes a, and Men. It's amazing. It's really I lo- good. I man. loved it. Yeah. yeah. I still haven't seen. I mean,
0: it. I, I meant to put it on the drive for you. My bad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can even answer that least favorite, but I I would say I always felt like Method Man was overrated. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, as a hardcore, Wu-Tang, not these days. Though. As a, He's yeah, still no, the and now. and Method Man's super tight. Yeah. But I was always like, because he got the most like pop famous. Mm. When people were quick to be like, "Oh, Wu Tang Clan," like that's Method Man's group. Right. I'd be yeah. like, "You don't yeah. know Wu Tang. You know what a. I mean? Like, yeah. so, did you even listen to the yeah. basic
0: instructions before leaving Earth, motherfucker?"
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah.
3: What what um what was your first encounter with the Wu? First encounter was the song Tears on i was probably like oh shit like 12, 12 years 13 years old and it was on a, a mixtape yep huh. it was on a mixtape that my friend made and uh just that that beat and like the whole you know their whole style was just so different growing up in like you know upper middle huh. class northern california and hearing the wu-tang for the first time it was like dude this might have been another planet Word. like and it, I just yeah. like, yeah, I got, I gravitated towards it. So
0: I think my first encounter was probably, like, I, I'm, I think I heard a couple cuts, but the first joint that pulled me in was probably Cream. I was like, oh shit, this is crazy. You mean like the chorus is like an acronym? Like that's mm-hmm. genius. And I'm like fucking maybe 12 yep. at the time, but yeah, that definitely. Um, I think I got a hold of the album about a year after it released, around the same time that Method Man shit came out and after that i was sold i was like this is the best shit and then people try to tell me no limit and i was like "Nah, no, be no
1: hell no <laughs> yeah <laughs> i made a i made you? a pilgrimage talking about diverse styles <laughs> shit, right? the shocker yo uh, uh, mia x
0: you know uh, what i Kane mean and Abel, right you know i had a um, I had this cat th- from new orleans was like you know what wu-tang stands for it stands. And he get, he came off the dome with, or maybe he wrote it at home. It was <laughs> like a, a can bar, but he's like, "It stands, we're useless to all New York gangsters." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you got me. They're not gangsters, though. You idiot. Get out of here. Let me hit, hit you with the supreme mathematics." No, but yeah. I was a huge Wu fan.
2: Well, do you we, listen to anybody now?
3: Uh, what do you mean anybody
2: from the, the Wu? Like yeah, yeah, oh, of course. No, oh. Contemporary. And
3: nowadays, I listen to. Contemporary. You, you know, I, know. I, I listen. I get a lot of stuff from YouTube now. Okay. But uh as far as like new cats that are like up and coming, I don't even know how to say his name. Uh I okay.
2: I've seen it written. Yeah. I
0: don't know if I've I i do not know if
3: it's it. called Sababi or yeah. Shababy. I,
0: it, I thought it, I always said um, Shababy. Yeah,
3: I'm all about him. Yeah. There's like, lots of
2: babies right now.
3: There are. Duh baby. Yeah. yeah. There there little baby little baby. I've liked currency for a long time. You hear but, that
0: currency in Freddie Gibbs joint that came out last year? Yeah. Fetty. Yeah. That location remote beat is just
3: The first joint Yeah that shit is crazy
0: But okay But yeah but honestly
3: I just Nowadays more than anything I'll throw on YouTube And I'll just like While I'm working I'll just have that on Like Let the uh, The recommended choices Just Mm -hmm. pop up And a lot of times It's garbage But sometimes I I just find stuff That I'm you know
0: i think there's a lot of cats who are kind of like obviously like descendants of the wu-tang sword style of rhyming like it, it comes from that beast coast they, yeah kids. the beast coast kids but even even guys like uh the god fahim oh, and those homie oh yeah dudes, definitely even like a denmark Vessi comes from that style of like that's experimental like a whole hip-hop i mean
2: shit. maybe the alchemist and you know like prodigy mob deep is also like it's like a meld of that kind of thing but yeah there's a this british rapper from well from england obviously and uh his whole style is just basically like old school wu-tang type shit Mm. uh his name's like the fly hustler and it's just you know minimalistic beats but you know rhyming about food talking about uh luxurious type shit. Mm. Marvelous slang. All that good yeah. stuff.
3: Yeah. This that's hip hop nowadays. Living living lavishly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. very much. Yeah, very much, much so. Much. Yeah. Let's do let's do a musical share, guys. Or uh, sure. uh, no,
2: Before we do that, um you said when you had your blog you were posting Japanese rappers. Are yeah. there any Japanese rappers that you're a fan of that you um
3: would- I like Slack. Oh, Slack Hell dope. yeah. Slack is dope um of course like classic is like nuja best RB- rp yep. but uh one of one of the guys he used to rap with shingo Two. shout out i shingo thought shingo. it was dope um the blue herb is tight oh i don't know him underground yeah but i mean i don't i wouldn't say like i know a whole lot about japanese hip-hop but slack is probably my number one i might
2: I have to agree with you, man. I really like Slack. I really like Slack. Itabashiku, right? Isn't that what he raps? Oh, is he? I think so. (laughs) Word. I know he lives out in Osaka, I think, or something like that. But yeah, him and fucking JJJ and Kid Fresh, you know, and uh, also P also, his brother. All those dudes are dope. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I think for me it's a lot
0: of the cats that like I was a little bit familiar with. Like um OIG is uh, is somebody that I like mm-hmm. um, as well as like the guys we had on two weeks ago, Meso and Kaigen. Kaigen did an album with Shingo too. But you know, I, I'm not like i'll listen to some like japanese hip-hop but it's not something i go back to a lot it's like when i listen to it it's kind of like i'm listening to like a beat tape a little bit because like i don't pick up on the the rhyme so much Mm -hmm. so i don't listen to it with the same type of like intent as i do with like a lyrical project or something where i'm trying to get something out the lyrics i need to start trying to do that a little bit more but word up i don't know man um what type of musical shares do you guys think we should do you got a musical share late? Do you have a musical share? I can share
2: music all day, baby. Alright. I was gonna save mine for Johnny's episode. Okay. I mean,
0: well I'll do I'll do one. I don't know. I've been listening to like some weird shit. Alright, so here's some new shit. Alright, so here's my little musical share. It's off the new Mr. Motherfucking Exquire album. It's called Fuck Boy. I don't care for his raps a lot of the times But this beat is kind of like The old, kind of dusty, weird Mr. Mr. Motherfucking Esquire The producer Oh, I don't know It's Spotify They don't give you the fucking details I like the beat, man It's kind of dark, dusty, experimental, you know
3: It's got a little grave diggers in it yeah.
0: Yo, we've talked about the grave diggers a couple times on the podcast over the last few weeks. I forget who we were talking about it with, but yeah, a couple people were like, Probably yo. Remixer. Ah, you're right. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but this is dope. I've also been listening to that Maxo Cream, which is like a Texas rapper. He's really tight. Yeah, he's fucking yeah, yeah his album's got he's some tight. really dope shit on it, man. I'm just going to skip to this too. Yeah, this joint right here? I get the idea that because I'm always like so fucking hip hop hippity hoppity A lot of people think that I won't listen to like some real trap rap type of shit But the shit that I don't like is really just pop poppy shit that sounds like everything else like to me this is just dope lyrics dope beat like it's good rap
2: i've never listened to max here's a good question mega besides the guys you always talk about who are some Contemporary rappers that you're fucking with.
1: Uh, so I no like this
0: Maxo Cream. I like O. No O3 Arm and Greedo. Hammer.
2: No Griselda. No Mike. No Denmark Vesey. No Cavalier. None of that. W- what about Z Looper? I don't, uh, I've never talked about him sure, before. Sure. That's
0: fine. I Z Looper is dope. Um, this Maxo Cream is really dope. Um. Who else that I'm listening to right now I don't know man Like uh I haven't picked up any real new albums Besides this fucking Mr. Motherfucking Esquire This Maxo Cream That just came out like last week Um I listened to the new Chance And That is super trash I haven't listened to it Oh yet. my god If there's anything Actually fuck trash, it I'll play like, my
2: song right now
0: Yeah that shit was so fucking trash But
2: Actually you uh, got Spotify now right Yeah Uh Can you Look up Toby Lou uh, T.O.B. L O U. He's got a new album on Live on Ice. Okay. And I think it's the third track.
0: It's called I was sad last night. I'm okay now.
2: I talked about him a lot on the podcast. Yeah, I'm
0: comparing him to Mino. Uh, I
2: haven't, uh, admittedly, I haven't listened to the whole album yet. But it sounds dope. He's amazing, man Like, he's a good mix of, like, Chance, early Kanye He's also from Chicago And then, like I said, Smino Like, that kind of melodic rapping Mm -hmm. But Also, like, uh, a bit more vulnerable Not so much on the extravagant kind of rap side
0: Did you listen to that YBN Cordae? Is that how you say it? Cordae?
2: Never listened to any of those guys. Right.
0: His new album's dope. He can rap his ass off. He sounds like um, he's obviously influenced by like J Cole. I think a lot of kids in this new generation are influenced by J though. But it's I good. I
2: mean, I didn't mean let this sound like super harsh, but like, cause didn't one of those dudes just go to jail or something for murdering?
0: I thought the his same friends? thing too, but I'm not sure if they're related by crew. But there was another Y. Why? Yeah, right. I yeah. thought they were crew. Okay. Uh,
3: Melly, right? Yeah, yeah. something he mellow. Yeah, what? yeah, and he has that song "Murder on My Mind." Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: which is like a fucking like a Keen pill skit about yeah. <laughs> like yo. What's that one Keen pill skit where he's like, it's "I killed James and knishes. I put yeah, the yeah. gun in yeah. the aquarium." <laughs> it's like oh, rap snitches telling all their business. Yeah. Take them to court; they be the own <laughs> eyewitness. <laughs> Do, you Do you see, see the, the perpetrator? perpetrator? Yeah, yeah, I'm right, right here. here. <laughs> Hell yeah, rap snitches.
2: But yeah, it's a
3: <laughs> Tay K is locked up now for good, right? I
2: read about that. I never I didn't know who he was though. Like I I get a lot of my new music from Spotify and I these newer type guys don't But you know pop his story up. about how he ran? No, I don't like, know anything about him. Yeah,
0: you know, he um he was on probation and then he no, fucking cut off his his uh, fucking
3: house arrest ban and then just Exactly. He cut off the ban and then he dropped a track called The Race where he's like rapping about like how he fucking ran yeah. and the shit blew up and that's how he got famous. Yeah. And now yeah. he's like, he's locked up for a bunch of shit. Though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was a, you know, this is the best choice he ever made. He the can, worst choice. Yo, he ever made.
3: But actually he can rap. He, yeah. He's not bad. I See think Chicago also. Yeah. Uh, he might be. I can't remember. No, I don't know.
0: I, don't know. Hey, I feel like today's marketplace, there's just so many caps, cats who like can rap. You know what I mean? It's like, the, the ability to okay. like, especially regardless of what type of music you're trying to make, like the New Zilla Rocka shit that I've been listening to, like it's dope, and he can rap, and it's just like from sometimes rage. Uh, no, no, the 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 MC from uh, New Jersey, or New York, Zilla Rocka. You know? oh, okay. Yeah, he's a he's a. I've been listening to that uh, a lot recently too. He does tracks with like Curly Castro and shit, but I fuck with both of those guys, and it's like it's good just hip-hop music nolan the ninja like i like his album this year it's good hip-hop music but nothing really stands out to me as being like um like an incredible piece of art you know it's just mm-hmm. like it checks all the marks and i feel like a lot of music nowadays is like that and the ones that i feel is kind of like special are the ones that push boundaries and make weird shit which is why i'm always harping on like like uh cats like Body swinging arm and hammer like i really fuck with arm and hammer because it's like to me it's just like different experimental mm-hmm. hard aggressive you don't hear it anywhere and i think that like like i kind of hate to s- that i'm all aligned with that type of thinking because when i see that on when i see that type of review on pitchfork it seems that pitchfork finds guys that are weird and likes to give them high scores because they're weird and a lot of times it's like it's weird but it's not that dope like the new fucking death grip shit, it's like, it's weird, but it's like, what is really good about this? Like, what makes this a critical darling? Like, the first album, sure, but like, it's the same formula now. And like, the guys that I like, it's all still weird shit. The guys you that like, I really like, how do you feel about an
3: Odd Future? Tyler. I think
0: I think Odd Future. Like I haven't listened to Odd Future. Uh, I don't even know if it's still the together the same way as it used to be. But not I used really. to like it. I used now. to like it okay. Tyler is incredible.
3: But that's the same thing, yeah. right? Because a lot of people, right. It's like the fact that he's so weird and out yeah. there and doing. It's like if you don't, if you only listen to him and you don't see the visual, yeah, like you might not get it, right? Yeah, so
0: and that's a like you know in the pop in the pop well i guess in 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 any type of mainstream music industry like your appearance is a of tremendous importance like woo it was like yo method man's got fucking a grill with fangs like it's different you know what i mean like this dude's got his face covered up it's different like i guess it's always been a, a main component but like nowadays i just feel like um sometimes it's the appearance more than it is the quality and and tyler is one of those artists like man he's gotten better his production is fucking really phenomenal now like it's musical mm -hmm. the chord like the progressions and like you know his approach is really really strong and he's one of the artists that i think like deserves a lot of the notoriety did you guys hear that fucking freestyle he did on flex
2: i read about it but i didn't hear it
0: it's funny he's like a He's like me and Flex looking in the index for some buff neck niggas to have some butt sex, and Flex is just like, you know, because Flex is like a classic, you know, homophobe. And Flex is like, yo, why you choose to say that? Why, why, do, why, why did you say that? Why you decide to say that line? Was that a freestyle? It was, was off it? the off the dome freestyling, just about like, yeah, whatever. Word. Hold on a second. You guys, uh, go ahead and go into his musical share. Let me see what this is about.
1: Yeah, do
2: you have a song you would like to share, Ramen Beast? Let's see, well, oh, this is a different song.
3: Fuck. Oh yeah, old school shit. Oh, I don't
2: you, know you what color. Something or? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I was. going to play
3: some old school underground shit? Is that cool? Yeah, for sure, man. New stuff.
2: What? What's the track?
3: This one right this here. It's Apple, right? Oh, man, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I know. Hold on, let me... I can't get into this phone. Let me get my phone. I just... I had some shit lined up, but I didn't realize you guys know hip-hop so well, so now I'm trying to dig deep. I mean, I
2: don't know who that is. Yeah, nobody does. Yeah. I'm sure Meg will come and be like, oh, yeah, for sure.
3: I mean, you got to be from Bay Area, nonetheless. And even if you are from Bay Area, you still might not know it. All right, why don't you
2: introduce it to the audience so
3: whose track is this this is seth the Gaffla. and this is this was in a. most people know jt the bigger figure yeah of course yep so are they in the same crew exactly What? so growing up this was just like there was this whole bay area rap scene that just like it didn't get out only like a few artists got outside the bay area i mean this is anywhere in America, right? But so this is like before um,
2: Max B. This might be like uh, yeah, this is like E40. More, yeah, you know.
4: Right. Hold on, I got LLJ Cool just walked <laughs> in the building. Yeah,
0: word up. Sorry, I had to get the door and shit, but I'm I'm back now. Yo, you
2: can have, grab those headphones right there, Johnny What did I miss, guys? So, now we're playing a track by
3: Seth the Gaffla. Yeah, th- I had to pull out some old school Bay Area shit There we go yep. hey. Yo, you fuck with Andre Nicotina? Oh, you know so drain Dog Yo <laughs> Killer Whale Yo
0: Situation uh, Critical I, I stay awake like an owl Yo, <laughs> I was putting late onto some of that And like, the bars are just like The bars are like Lyrical, but it's also like the smartest dumb cat type of Ghostface <laughs> yeah. shit. Like it's like he's obviously like somewhat smart, but he's not like formally educated. That shit is tight. Look. You can tell us on these headphones here, Johnny. But growing up in the Bay, man. So what part of the city did you grow up in?
3: I, I actually grew up in a small town called Fairfax, okay, which is in Marin County. I know Marin County is like considered kind of like bougie, high yeah. end, but Fairfax yeah. is like little hippie super diverse interesting little town of about 9,000 people out in west marin i, I think I'm, a lot of battle rappers come from around yeah there. i think you might be right yeah
0: i used to write insurance for some uh, nice houses out there when i was in cali yeah yeah all over the bay i used to write for for cats like that but word
3: man. so yeah fairfax represent the re- the other fairfax in Correct. california
2: oh is there another one
4: yeah
3: well most people think of fairfax and la the, the, yeah. you know but mm-hmm. i'm from the town of fairfax yeah. the town yo i like that you pulled out
0: some uh some bay area shit. thank you man i was yeah. looking forward to that oh yeah. you know when we met i, I knew you're from the bay like when i uh when i saw you at the hanami at, at the party you were like oh yeah i'm taking off like to go back to to the city like the day after tomorrow or some shit you were saying like soon i was like oh, i bet man i fucking i still got a lot of uh love for the bay area last night i was out watching um goyama perform and he was wearing this fucking san jose japantown shirt and i was like fuck man i miss the bay a lot but it's so different now
3: yeah it's changed but i mean California is just I'm I'm almost more proud of being Californian than American as crazy as that sounds when I meet people around the world I say yo I'm from California yeah I'm proud of it you know so it's it's different I love going back there yeah Yeah. if I can live in Japan but go back to Cali like a few times a year no doubt I'm set yeah
0: yeah I mean uh, the same the same Cali is a really interesting and special place man no doubt no doubt you could talk on the mic too Johnny actually let me uh let
4: me turn you on okay Check check. Word. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's up, man? DJ J Cool. I go by Johnny though. Yo yo. Yeah. What's yeah. up, man? Tell me your name one more time. Yeah. What's up, man? Yeah, not much. Educator.
0: Sorry, there was a little bit of a drop out there, but no I got you I'm back.
4: All right.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, yes, I don't know. There's a little bug in here, and I hate it right now. But word. Oh, okay. I don't know. Let's hit him with some unchanging questions, late.
2: The unchanging. Uh. All right. Hi, yeah, B- I, I here can't we go. Think of any right now.
0: Uh, Family Mart, Lawson's, 7-Eleven, rank them, Very oh. fuck,
3: kill. I have a 7-Eleven on the first floor of my building. And so I'm, you're saying you're biased. And I love 7-Eleven. Yeah? I think 7-Eleven is the best.
0: People that have been in Japan for a long time seem to say that late. They might be onto something.
3: And for me, when I go into the other convenience stores, like Family Mart, there's a... Ever so subtle smell that I pick up, like a—it's not a funk, okay. Like maybe it's like the ch- the grease that they're cooking the chicken in or something. The twang. But Seven Eleven is just like clean to me. So, yeah, call me biased, but I'm Seven Eleven number what, what's one. What's number two? What? What? Sorry, you're gonna Family get, Mart, yeah. Lawson's. Um, I think, yeah, I'd say Seven Eleven is by far number one, and then just ahead. Of number three, we'll go Lawson's and mm-hmm. Family Mart. Number yeah, number three. Okay.
2: There are no wrong answers.
0: No, not really. <laughs> like a,
2: And we don't want to influence <laughs> the next guest, right. so we won't we, reveal.
1: We've been
0: we've our been bias. talking. I can't wait to answer this. One. We've we've been <laughs> asking this question to all of our guests for like the last two years, maybe late now. Almost three Almost. years. And so we've got a lot of data. And mm-hmm. we've, we've seen a lot of patterns. Like, I, I really do. Uh, one pattern that is emerging is that people who have been here for, uh like, foreigners who have been here for uh, longer than 10 years tend to go for the 7-Eleven. Yes. Tend to go for the 7-Eleven. I also noticed that a lot of people from the West Coast tend to go for 7-Eleven despite the lack of Slurpee machines.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big, that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. I mean...
0: Yeah. There was one there was one slurpy machine in Higashi Kurume, uh way in West Tokyo towards uh, Tokorozawa, but they got rid of it. Huh. So, I feel like you should just change your answer right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, okay. That's that's one unchanging question. We've already asked you the Wu-Tang Wu question. album. Let me hit what you with your, a couple let, let, yeah. let me hit him with let me hit him with the this or that album and you rank them, all right? Yeah. Uh The Pillage or Uncontrolled Substance? The Pillage. Bobby Digital or Return to the 36 Chambers? Ooh.
3: That's really tough. But I'm going to go Return to the 36 Chambers. Okay. Return to the 36
0: Chambers or Takal. Takal. Takal 2000.
3: Or Bobby Digital. Bobby Digital. Come on now. That Bobby was Digi, easy.
0: Girl, you know who Izzy? He'll fucking slave trade your ass like Kizzy Kinte. Thank you
3: for those bars, Rizza. Extremely woke. Yep. Yo, I Yo, fucking love your, the Bob Digital album.
0: I do, man. What's that
3: line where he talk, it's like... Tighter than a pharmaceutical bottle, and she could swallow a whole avocado. You know <laughs>
0: like? yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! Oh man, oh, there's some, man, there's some real next level. There's some real
3: bars on that.
0: Bitch, you wish you could fuck. All you can do is dick suck. <laughs> bars. <laughs> <laughs> when we talk about going back to the age of lyrics, you guys. We're talking about this, this particular depend- moment in time.
1: The right
4: here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah uh, what's your theme music when you walk into a room? Um. Corrupt. We can freak it.
0: You know that we can freak it.
3: Oh man! Can I just play that? I, that's a, that's good a summer song. jam. That is a summer jam. The, what's the other song by the Dog Pound? Uh, it was on the. It was on the Above the Rim soundtrack. It's like an, It's a kind of an unknown. Dog I know what you're Pound talking
0: trap. about. I'm lacking the uh, the name of it right now. I can't recall
3: that. And one. in the end of the song, there's some dude talking. He's like, "My pen and pad are on the table." Lottie La- Dottie I got three bones in my body You know that song? Yeah
0: it's uh, Is that Sam Sneed? I yes got the yes Sam I think so. Sneed.
3: It's a Dog Pound oh, yeah. song That's That song's amazing Okay That's my theme I feel song like,
0: I feel like since it's his theme song We should pull that oh, out Oh we should play that song I wonder if they got that If they got that on the Spotify
3: I don't even remember the name of that song I just know it's above I don't
0: think the I've prim. read that Hold on I'm trying to pull this shit up Big Pimpin'
3: Yes Legendary. Oh, yes. Legendary. How could we forget
5: this?
0: Mm, so you walk into the room like this, oh, ramen
5: nope. beef. <laughs> this is how he's
0: like, yo, I have two bowls of tonkatsu, bitch.
5: <laughs> so I in the block.
0: This just makes it feel good, right? Yo, this is a tremendously underrated soundtrack. Like, it's got Regulators on it and uh, Pain, yeah, by, pain Tupac. by Tupac. That yeah. beat. So that beat. much pain. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help but notice your pain. My pain? <laughs> Share it with me. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is dope. I remember Ja Rule tried to go over that, and I was like, nah, nah, ja, you're not doing it. it. You're not it. doing no. it, Ja. He
5: blew it. Too.
0: Uh. I fuck with Ramen Beast, man. I'm telling you. Actually, I want to welcome a Ramen Beast to the Mega Late Show podcast. He is our new uh, ramen uh, correspondent anytime anytime. Yo. anytime yo if you got folks that you want to bring onto the podcast feel free to let us know we'll schedule those guests man you just got to be the guest host yo how crazy are Nate dogs like super hyper toxic masculine choruses that are just like
5: yeah
0: rest in peace Nate dog. Hell no! Oh, this is the Snoop Doggy Dog era. All right, we're do we got any more <laughs> motherfucking uh, questions?
2: Uh, Hypothetical to angel and devil. Who's who's your senpai that you would like to get props from? My senpai or somebody you look up to that, if they gave you props, you'd be like, oh
6: shit.
3: Other than the RZA.
2: Other than the RZA, could be anybody. Ramen sneakers,
3: like restaurants. Hmm. Well, my boy Hiroshi. Uh, let me give props to my boy Hiroshi, who is my my Japanese ramen partner in crime and my go to guy when I need information about ramen shops. Mm. Mm. Oh, so. so fellow fellow ramen beast, Hiroshi, got,
4: Shout out
0: to Hiroshi. Yo, they don't got the Tupac joint on this on Spotify. Pain? It's a shame, man. Huh. You got pain? I couldn't help notice your pain.
4: Was that a not single on another? on another?
0: Nah, it was the bonus track off the, on oh, the album. Okay. It only yeah, came on. It track. only came on the uh, the Inspired. tape version of it, yes, not the CD. Yes, I remember of it. that.
1: Okay. Word.
0: But, okay. Um, one more question for you before we go into the show list. Hypothetical angel and devil on your shoulders. These represent the parts of your personality. So it's not. You know, supreme good and, and absolute evil. Like, it's just the bad side would be the side of you that would, you know, slap somebody or, you know, mm-hmm. do a little crime spree. Mm-hmm. What figures within hip hop or ramen culture would be on your uh, shoulders?
4: That's
3: a good question. Um, shit. What that, was, bigger... that was
0: not Sam Sneed, by the way, at the end of that track.
3: Oh. Oh, we found, we found the pain, there though. It this melody right here. Yeah, mm. this comes hard in the beginning. Pain. Hmm.
0: Pain. Uh. I mean, shit, Tupac could do it, man.
4: Don't ever... Be <laughs> be my that is a tough question man i, yeah. I thought about that too and i was like on the way here i was like man hypothetical devil and angel
3: yeah it yeah, was a tough question right? i wasn't really expecting that i mean yeah.
0: the evil side is the resurrected and the light side is the good side is bob digi or bobby Steeles is the bad side and then <laughs> the rizza is the good hmm. Uh, we kind yeah. of just ask it for people to try to freak it on. The some, bad like, side is
2: cold
3: coffee ramen. <laughs> the
2: good <laughs> side is 7
0: Eleven. Oh,
3: noodle. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say the bad side is uh, Cool Keith. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Getting a little freaky with it. Yeah. But, <laughs> recorded in the porn shop. And the good side me. is, uh, yeah, someone. Uh, Someone methodical Someone with wisdom Like uh, J-Rude the Damager
4: mm, mm. I like that KRS-One
3: Someone like that I don't know I, I, just, fuck pulled, with
0: J. I just pulled Roo, that man. Off, No, J. is a good yeah. choice man mm-hmm. Yo, I want to thank you, Ramen Beast, for joining us today, man. Again, as we said, uh, we fuck with you heavy. You're welcome to the podcast anytime. If you got anybody of particular interest that you feel that would be right for a segment with us, man, let us know. and We'll set it up. Also, we'll try to maybe if you're not busy and we get another foodie in here, you can come on and help us third mic guest host these shows. Where can our listeners find you?
3: Yeah, so uh, I'm on Instagram, of course, Ramen Beast. Check out Men Show brand. I'm gonna be opening up ramen shops here and there the plan is to bring real ramen overseas to people that have never had it so you're doing God's work that's what I, <laughs> that's what I plan on doing other than eating ramen in Japan so
0: and the app uh, is called what it's called ramen beast, ramen beast? iOS
3: only for now mm. but if any Android? dope creative minds want to help out like it's just a, it's just like really just doing it for fun to get this knowledge out there because people are hungry for ramen knowledge and mm. right now, You know most of it's in Japanese So No doubt Good work to be done
0: Bet Incredible What's up uh, Do you have any uh, Events coming up (laughs) Ramen eating events Where you'll eat ramen In front of people Now this is the part of the (laughs) I do (laughs) that every day man (laughs) (laughs) This is the part of the podcast Where we talk about Some of the upcoming shows And events going on in Tokyo Um, So I Like yeah I don't know There's ramen There's
3: ramen shows But I say That you don't really need to go to those just go Ramen to the, shows? Yeah, there's ramen shows that happen huh. usually when the weather's nice Like in the spring and the fall Word. Where like, there'll be like, you know 20 ramen shops that set up on some field And do like mm. collaboration mm. Menus and whatnot mm. But, yeah Word. I wouldn't say you gotta go to them You know, yeah. there's so much good ramen right. out there You Walk can find good ramen stream. everywhere
2: yeah. Yeah,
4: So, Word up yep. What's up?
2: Board. Yo, actually, there's not a lot going on this week. Uh, Good because the I'm brand broke new. Heavy <laughs> are playing Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Is India that's going to be performing? 10, 11, 12, I don't know. Mm. I didn't get any confirmation on that. Okay. Shout out to India Davenport, friend of the show. Uh, that's Spiritual a billboard mother. live Tokyo. Yeah, that's my mom. That's my mm-hmm. Japanese mom. Okay. Think about that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, tell them,
0: late, like, Think about that shit.
2: Oh, Cheryl Lynn is also going to be at Billboard okay. on Thursday the 15th. Other than that, uh, I've got Hot at, uh, oh. um, uh Zabu Juban Blue Jam Cafe. What is that? On Next the Friday? the 10th.
0: Friday. Uh, Saturday the 10th. Yo, yeah. you should check that out, uh, Ramen Beast. If you're not doing nothing, man, let's roll up there together and get a burrito.
2: Sounds good. Azabu
0: uh, Juban, Saturday night, the tenth.
3: Good. There's good Mexican food in it, Tokyo. It, it's somewhat like California. Somewhat. It's, pretty. it's
0: it, yo. The the best thing about it is like it's a the size is correct and mm-hmm. the ingredients are right. Okay. It doesn't necessarily have that cooked in lard made by some Mexican grandmother taste. Mm-hmm. Not quite there, but it is. It's one of my favorite burritos. Okay. Yeah, if you're not doing nothing, man, I'll hit you up the 10th. Cheers, we'll roll man. Out.
4: Sounds we'll good to me. It
0: dope. Yo, this has been The Megalate Show, episode number 83 with the indelible ramen beast and also a secondary guest host for the last 10 minutes. Yes, sir. DJ
4: LLJ Cool. Or you can just call me Johnny. It's cool. You can his catch episode, him next week.
0: Yeah, his episode's cool. We're about to record an episode with his ass right now. Yes, sir. Word. And you can stick around if you like. Megalate Show, cool. number
4: 83. If you're fake
0: Peace. Peace. We did it again, guys. It's another one,
4: another one in the books. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, it's busy. what's so up? Yo, thank you, man. It's, uh, it's a life to me.
0: Yeah, man. Appreciate it. I hope that was all
1: right. <laughs>
5: Got a heart. Pink furs like lots hug and kiss with a dick longer than the hot dog at Costco. Growlit like Nacho Picasso, but I don't box though. Just told the Rosco to turn beef in the sloppy zone. Nah, I'm blind. I don't shoot niggas, but think that line was cold. Drum rocking gorillas, so drivers slow down this wander road. Live live, die by the model, that's the survival code. Or oh, who don't
1: abide by a swallow hole in this life as home? Project Dynamo, Simon Phoenix out the cryo zone. Be like, yo, you got it, bro. To hit
5: niggas with body. Goal. Sneak niggas watching Twin Peaks with Mystique niggas. She asked me who the shape take to. I told her, dude, sis, through a busy peak. I was banned from the
1: bad bitches. Fire burns so pure in my heart. so I just had to hit him. Expert to tell me
5: why none of y'all still ain't fucking with him. Black number four. This time, y'all gon' have to kill him. You ain't met a motherfucker. That kill a motherfucker. Like that crazy motherfucker. I Mr. motherfucker. You ain't met a motherfucker. That the- Motherfucker, name is the motherfucker. You ain't met a motherfucker that can kill a motherfucker like that crazy motherfucker name. It's the motherfucker, you ain't met a motherfucker that can kill a motherfucker like that crazy motherfucker name. It's the motherfucker. Wow, bitch. I'm on some dog shit. Wrapped up, hit three times, the fourth my skinny dip. Hit my bitch raw, that's my HIV test. If she ain't got it, I ain't got it. I won't hear nothing less. I guess. Cancel mic, bitch, you got to cancel Elvis too. R. Kelly can rot in hell, but this music too good to mute. Ooh. Fucking national, and don't dick get a clue. Bitch, reparations is due. A bunch of knuckle dragging corn rocking the Gucci fabric noose. Fuck Prada, Burberry, fuck Louis Vuitton too. They ain't do nothing racist, but that's just the case they do. Shackles all inside of my mind. I had to break them off. Cowardice can only survive if you don't shake it off. Let's rap in New York. Y'all should just admit y'all need me. Got a problem, don't tweet me, nigga. See me, when you see me. You ain't met a motherfucker that could kill a motherfucker. Like that crazy motherfucker hey. Mr. Motherfucker hey. You ain't met a motherfucker hey. That could kill a motherfucker Like that crazy motherfucker hey. Hey. Mr. Motherfucker hey. You ain't met a motherfucker that could kill a motherfucker like that crazy motherfucker name the Motherfucker, you ain't met a motherfucker That could kill a motherfucker like that crazy motherfucker name Mr. Motherfucker Squire, text, fire, German, lager, like ayahuasca, juicer, thunder, like Ashwagandha and Wakanda with Lupita, tiger, bomb. Call me Saga, Sire, Narasaki, bomb. Sloppy seconds, it's still west so I'ma try a Adora. Super singing dick, long as shit, rum Bitch, I should've been on, um. bitch, you should've been gone um. Proton cannons, guns as long as Big Show. Fat white bitch, let me suck the tits and can fuck nigga. <laughs>
6: Because I was sad last night, I'm okay now I was hungry and fuck, I just ate now But the state that I'm in got me anxious again All these shakes coming in, Any day now I'm on the grind every day, like pretty Ricky I want a house by the late, Lord, Ricky Ricky I don't really need much, I just need a couple of buzz Man, this broke shit felt like a hickey hickey I was sad last night, I'm okay now You ever been so hungry, you just laid down You ain't even eat, you just want to sleep Just so you could dream about some takeout Number five for the Sprite. Yeah. Super Number size five. On, the on the fries. Yeah. Apple pie on the side. Right. Wait, that's right. a chicken. Right. That's you, you hungry? Right. I've been itching for some days now, I was sad last night, I'm okay now Got some money from the bank, put a 20 in the tank, best friend gave me five, that's a PayPal Cause lately this shit been tricking on me, my bad little bit, we ain't missing on me I'm a confidential, we missing on me, ain't seen you in a while, Are you checking on me? Cause I was sad last night, I'm okay now, I was hungry and fuck, I just ate now But the state that I'm in got me anxious again, all these checks coming in, any day now I'm on the ground every day, like pretty Ricky. House, I want a house, bought a late, like Ricky Ricky. I don't really need much, I just need a couple bucks. Man, this broke shit's felt like a hickey hickey. I was sad last night. I was sad last night. I was sad last night. I sad last night. I think I'm on okay grain now. Fuck it up, yeah. Fuck it up. Give me everything that you got, yeah. Uh-huh. Keep it on lock. Right. No, stop, stop. Ay, turn me up, yeah I'm halfway there like a crop top uh, me up, yeah, ayy 1-800 make it hot, hot 1-800 make it hot, don't let it drop Hit me with the bop, bop, bop I need everything you got, nigga said the box Tell me what you got, dog, dog, uh Fuck it up, yeah Give me everything that you got, yeah Give me, I'm going through a lot, yeah As you see, I'm going through a lot, ayy I'm been itching for some days now I was sad last night, I'm okay now Got some money from the bank, put a 20 in the tank Best friend gave me five, that's a PayPal Cause lately the shit been tricking on me My bad little bit went missing on me I'm a confident show, went missing on me Ain't seen you in a while, are you tricking? Cause I was sad last night, I'm okay now I was hungry and fuck, I just ate now But the state that I'm in got me anxious again All these checks coming in Any day now. I'm on the grind every day, like pretty Ricky i want a house, by the late like Ricky Ricky this it's shit's
5: shit
4: Okay.